0: Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, so glad that we get to spend a little bit of time together today, and we're going to do something that we did a few months ago. A few months back, I shared some chapters from inside "Chasing Cupcakes," my first book. And I did it because I was thinking, there's so many books I love. And it would be so cool. You know, they come out at least a year after they're written, approximately, sometimes much longer. And then time goes by. And it would be so cool for the books that I love to hear an author share their present day thoughts on a chapter, how they would expand, what new examples they would have. So we did that a few months ago. And you guys really enjoyed it, found it really valuable. And as I was going through the book club, for Chasing Cupcakes inside the Primal Potential Facebook group we were talking about chapter 14 in April and i just not only do i love this chapter i think it provides an incredible opportunity for so many people who are struggling to change any pattern of behavior or struggling to see themselves as a better version of themselves. So today, I want to share some of Chapter 14 and my updated, expanded thoughts on it. And you can get Chasing Cupcakes any place books are sold. I usually buy those things on Amazon, if that's your speed. All right. Chapter 14, Change Your Reputation, starts with a quote from Naval Ravikant that says Self esteem is just the reputation that you have with yourself. And it's interesting because I think that quote in and of itself is just sort of my sidebar, can really discourage a lot of people. Like, I don't, you know, I don't follow through. I don't do this. I set out to do things and let myself down. So I guess I don't have great self-esteem and that's why. Now it makes sense. But the great thing is I think this, as I said to kick off the episode, it's an opportunity you can change it. If you have broken 101 promises to yourself in a row, you can keep one in the next five minutes. And over the next few days, you can keep 10. And before you know it, you've established a new pattern. So the chapter kicks off like this. When you repeatedly let yourself down, you sacrifice your self-esteem. Self-esteem, as Ravikant explains, is the reputation you have with yourself. The disappointment, frustration, and doubt that come from repeated excuses and exceptions begin to shape the way you see yourself. More appropriately, they begin to limit the way you see yourself. One of the most common things I observe in emails from clients who are struggling is that they have begun to define themselves based on what they don't want whether they feel they're an all or nothing person, describe themselves as inconsistent, or state that they're an emotional eater, the pattern is clear. They identify with a reputation of themselves that has tremendous room for improvement. Fortunately, who you are is not a fixed position. You can change it and it's much easier than you might think. I wanna pause here to say that this, seeing yourself, who you are as a fixed position is the number one opportunity for moving into something bigger and better. Where you are financially is not a fixed position. You can be in a very different place in a year. Who you are in your health, in your fitness, in your follow through, in your marriage, It's not a fixed position. The problem is when you get so down about where you are, about who you are, that you have no enthusiasm to create that change. Okay, back to the chapter. There are thousands of books on the market that appeal to readers because they attempt to help them understand themselves and their choices. Oh, this gets me fired up. It really does. To do that, these books assign personality types, They place people in predefined categories. These books say to the reader, you behave this way because you are this type of person. You continue to struggle with this thing because you are that type of person. And we breathe a sigh of relief. It's not that we're weak or unmotivated. It's just who we are. It's our personality. To varying extents, we use these personality types to let ourselves off the hook and justify our patterns. The dangerous trap, however, is that it can take us out of our power and prevent us from taking the responsibility required to create meaningful change. We begin to believe in these artificial constraints. It's like somebody who would love to be a real estate agent, but I'm just an introvert. I'm not good with people, and so they don't do it. And it's like, you, you can change that fixed position. It doesn't have to mean that you're suddenly genuinely an extrovert, but you can develop as a skill comfortability around other people and ease in conversations. We have to stop limiting ourselves. So many people say, oh, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist. And they say it so many times that they believe it's this barrier in their lives. And it's like, you, you realize that you're only a perfectionist because you choose it as a pattern and you could choose something else, but you don't because you're so attached to this story. I'm a perfectionist. I'm an all or nothing person bonkers people it's bonkers it's choice you are free to choose in any moment who and how you want to be okay it continues within the framework of whatever personality type you think you are you now have something on which to pin your habits it's because I'm a rebel let's shoot straight shall we kind of already did you are whoever and whatever you decide to be the only limits on your behavior come from your own choices. Who you were yesterday or that pattern of behavior you think defines you, it's all changeable. An introvert can choose to be something else if they so desire. And a, a motivated person can choose to be lazy. It goes both ways. A liar can choose to be honest. A quitter can see something through. Today. Today. A genius can get it all wrong. You can be a rule follower, and a rule breaker. You can be externally and internally motivated. You choose. And you don't just choose once. You choose every day. In every moment that you make a choice, you choose. Your behavioral tendencies are not who you are. And you can change them. Your habits aren't your only options. Your past is a memory, not a projection. Just earlier today, Somebody messaged me. In fact, I'm going to see if I can pull it up right now. I won't say this person's name or anything. Where is it? It came in this morning. Here it is. Okay. This person said, question, you have so many streams of income and a family. How do you stay present when working or with family? I currently only have three businesses and family, and I seem to jump from one to the other instead of blocking time out for one at a time. Even if I block time out, I feel pulled into the others very easily. And I said, discipline with time blocking is huge, but I also have clear objectives every day. I take a break to play with my son, even if it's during work time, because that's how I want to be. I like structure without rigidity. That might mean, however, not that something doesn't get done, but that I'm working after he goes to bed or I'm up later than I want to be. And I was explaining, because she came back and she said, uh, it's the discipline in my thoughts that are lacking. Suddenly I'm working on something else and I have time blocked off, but my mind jumps to something else. And I was like, me too, a thousand times. But just because your mind jumps to something else doesn't mean you need to change what you're doing. Your mind can jump around and you can stay on task right? You can redirect. It doesn't mean that you have to get up and do laundry because your mind went to laundry. You still have self-control. And and I bring that up because it's like I have the same scatterbrain tendency where I get bored with something two and a half minutes in and I want to do something else. And I have a pattern of that in my history too. And there can be a pattern of that in my morning. There can be a pattern of that in my week. But I am still free to choose in any moment To have, and I write about this in the book too, to have what's called butt power. You sit on your butt and you don't get up and you do the thing. It is a choice. No matter how distractible you are, you still can get better at sticking a task out, at redirecting your attention. It's not who you are. It is not a fixed position. All right, here we go. There is no behavioral pattern, back to the book. There is no behavioral pattern that can't be changed. In any and every moment, you have the opportunity to change your own reputation. When change feels hard and you're overwhelmed by the idea of it, here's what can set you free. You are the solution you've been waiting for. You are only one choice away from creating a new pattern or establishing a new reputation. Just because you've always been an emotional eater doesn't mean you can't be something else today, tomorrow, next week. Just because you've always been a workaholic doesn't mean you can't change that re- reputation and create a new reality. Every day is a chance to do just that. Think about someone you know who has a bad reputation. How do they get that reputation? Their choices, right? Reputation stems from one's repeated actions. Can they change it? Of course They can. Your reputation reflects your patterns of behavior and the extent to which there is congruence between what you say and what you do. While your reputation is influenced by your past, it is not limited by it. If your reputation doesn't reflect who or how you want to be, you can go about changing it the same way anyone else would. What would it take? for a person with a lousy reputation to change it? How would they go about repairing their reputation with you and restoring trust? What would they have to do for you to change the way you see them? They would have to consistently choose improved behaviors and also avoid the negative behaviors that led to the poor reputation in the first place. They'd have to show initiative and once or twice would not be enough. It wouldn't be sufficient for them to act differently only when they feel like it. Think about a situation where there's infidelity in a marriage. We all know couples who have overcome that, who have built back trust. The reputation changes after something like that. But it is possible to build it back with behavior change. And that is just as possible within ourselves. The I never follow through story or I'm so inconsistent or I'm a perfectionist or whatever is just a reflection of your past patterns and you are not limited to them. You are not limited by them. We only convince ourselves that we're limited to them or limited by them when we fixate on them all the time. And when I'm working with clients, eventually it becomes I, I just have a zero tolerance for it. You can't keep telling that story. You can't. You can't keep leading with that. You can't keep including it in all your thoughts and all your comments and all of your conversations. You have to divorce your belief in that limitation so that you are more free to choose something new. And then it says, How would you feel if someone close to you pledged to improve their reputation and change their behavior but kept putting it off? If it's not acceptable for them. Why would you accept it from yourself? Keep these things in mind as you now think about your own reputation. I don't want you to think about how others see you. Exclusively consider how you see yourself. As it relates to the primary goal you are pursuing or the change you're trying to create, what is the reputation you have with yourself now? In what ways would you like to change it? And in the book, I say to take a few minutes and answer this as specifically as possible. And I really want to encourage you to do this because as I say, listening to something is not going to be nearly as effective as putting it to work in your own life. So I would suggest that you jot down these questions. If you have a copy of the book, even better, you just go to page 310 or chapter 14 um, and you can write them down and answer them. Here are the questions. Is your reputation that you're lazy and inconsistent? Do you lack follow through? Do you make up a lot of excuses? What are the excuses you make? Do you cut corners? In what ways? What would you like your reputation to be? How do you want to see yourself? How do you want others to see you? You can break this down. How do you want your kids to see you? How do you want your spouse to see you? How do you want your friends to see you? How do you want your colleagues to see you? This is all so powerful if you write the answers down. And the last question is, are you willing to do the work and be the change? I'm gonna give you a tool you can use every time you're frustrated with yourself or feel tempted to submit to the habits you're trying to break. If you commit to practicing with this tool, you'll be able to cut through the emotional entanglement of past patterns in record time. You'll slash through the drama and delay in your life. This is the tool you'll use to close the gap between the reputation you presently have and the one you want to create. As you bridge the gap, your self-esteem will improve and your choices will improve right along with it. The tool comes in the form of a question. What is the behavior you wish you would effortlessly demonstrate in this situation? What is the behavior you wish you would effortlessly demonstrate in this situation? If you were the ideal version of yourself, exactly the person you wish to be, what would you do? How would you behave? What choice would you make? Identify it, then do it. I'm not saying you have to do it for the rest of your life forever and ever, but today, right now, this time, this time. You only have to take one choice at a time. You don't have to overwhelm yourself with forever notion. My past patterns created an awful reputation with regards to food. I believed that every slip became a slide. I really believed that like if I had a donut at work, everything would go out the window and I'd binge for three days. I'd intend to eat so healthy, but after eating a donut at work, I'd say, screw it. I blew it. I'd get candy on the way home from work, order takeout for dinner, and follow it up with a pint of ice cream. As soon as I indulged during the work day, I'd start to feel myself panic. I was smack in the middle of the emotions I had learned to associate with that pattern of behavior. I didn't want to go down the slippery slope, but it was such a well-worn path, I didn't know how to stop myself either. Equipped with a deep breath, And a blank piece of paper, I'd ask myself that single question, what is the behavior I wish I could effortlessly demonstrate in this situation? And my thoughts at the time were something like, I want to be the kind of person who can have a donut in the middle of the day and then go about eating well. No drama and certainly no reason to justify overeating later. No guilt, just a donut, followed by a day of great choices that are the norm. And there it is with that question. I never felt stuck. I could never say that I didn't know where to start or how to change. The answer to that question can be your compass. It gives the solution. It lights the path to your new reputation. I want to be someone who doesn't choose to derail after enjoying a treat. I mean, it's illogical. It makes sense. I don't want to be illogical. I want my behavior to be logical. I wouldn't freak out over whether or not I could behave that way forever. Forever isn't here today. But just for today, I could be that person. I could show up as that version of myself just for today, for a handful of choices. This was one of the most powerful strategies I used while writing this book. Going into the writing process, the reputation I had with myself is that I have an incredibly short attention span, a lot like that of a fruit fly. I'm easily distracted. I'm either on, where writing feels easy, or off, where writing feels basically impossible. When I choose to believe that story, I feel both overwhelmed and incapable. The emotions that come along with choosing to think that way impede my progress. Instead of settling into those feelings and believing in my past patterns, I'd snap myself out of the emotions by asking the question, what is the behavior I wish I would effortlessly demonstrate? when I sit down to write or I feel writer's block or I'm distracted. And I wrote, I wanna approach my writing time enthusiastically. I wanna be eager to share my thoughts on paper. I wanna grab a hold of ideas that get me excited and write from my heart. I wanna be disciplined and resistant to distractions. I wanna be patient with myself while also upholding the kind of work ethic it makes me proud. And then I'd say great, practice showing up that way for the next 15 minutes. Some days, I'd challenge myself to practice that way of being, creating that new reputation for 20 or 30 minutes. Other days, I'd challenge myself to practice showing up that way for 5 minutes. Have you heard the cliché what follows I am follows you? It's true. When I tell myself I'm easily distracted, I give in to distractions. When I tell myself that I'm capable of focusing for five minutes, I focus for five minutes. When I would tell myself that I am an emotional eater, I'd turn to food when I was sad. When I tell myself that I am capable of taking great care of myself when I'm upset, I do. And that strategy is available to you every day. You can practice when you're aggravated with a coworker or when you're putting off your household chores. You can practice when you're upset with a loved one or when you're facing temptation. It's not your past pattern that's the problem. It's not even the reputation you have with yourself as a result of those patterns. It's your feeling about it. I can't. It's hard. I always the pattern doesn't work for you, and you are capable of a new one. You are capable of a new one. And here's the deal. I was kind of jumping forward about a page or so. When you identify this, like how you want to effortlessly respond in a situation, you're not pledging a permanent change. You're choosing a single response, a moment in time, as a practice, right? And this is the practice. And the more you embrace it, the more quickly it will become a pattern. And as it becomes a pattern, it gets easier and your reputation shifts and improves and your confidence will grow because you've proven to yourself that you can do it. I think this is such an important topic. It's towards the end of Chasing Cupcakes. It's actually the second to last, no, third to last chapter in there. And it's one of my favorites. If you have the book, revisit it, answer the questions. If you don't have the book, I don't know that I would say it's my favorite chapter, but it's one of them. So dive in, get started. You can probably find it at a local library. But it's not a fixed position. You've got to let go of this, like, I always, I'm inconsistent, I'm an all or nothing person, I'm a perfectionist. That shit's not serving you. It's just not. So it's time to believe in something different, even if only for a moment in time. All right, make it an amazing day. I'll chat with you really soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram, at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.